So we're going to talk about your final outcome. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Your final outcome will be how you want it. How about that? (laughs) Your final outcome or your expected end has already been declared by God. And see, we need to remember this. When we are, you know, so-called waiting for God or when you've prayed and you haven't seen any movement on what you pray, you have to remember that your final outcome has already been declared by God. Amen? God has already said it. He's put it in, in writing, in stone. And your final outcome has already been approved by God. It's in his will. It's in his plan. And so all we have to do is, is expect God to come through on what he's promised us. Amen? Your expected end will be how you want it. And every giant in your life has to fall. Amen? Because giants come down. Amen? I don't care what your giant is. It has to let go. It has to. Amen? Because you have to put a demand on how you want to live your life. You have to put a demand on what God has promised you. And if you put a demand on what God has promised you, then every giant will fall. Amen? Every Goliath. Hallelujah. So God has declared your final outcome as victorious. You are, we are victorious in him. Amen? And it will be what you are hoping for. Amen. Because you, if, you've been, if you haven't lost hope, if you're still standing, if, you're still, if you still hide the word in your heart and you're expecting God to do something, no matter what it is, even if there's a little bit of hope, God is coming through for you. Amen. So why don't we turn to, to um, Jeremiah 29:11? I know it's a familiar a scripture, but I believe just like with Amos 9:13, Jeremiah 29:11 is very relevant for today. In fact, I believe these two, these two promises go hand in hand, and I believe God is is uh, He's bringing uh, Jeremiah 29:11 to pass, just like Amos 9:13. Amen. I believe that. So uh, Jeremiah 29:11. I'm going to read it in the Amplified. Hallelujah. As if we don't know it. But I I want to read it in the Amplified. And it says, For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, saith the Lord, thoughts and plans for your welfare and peace, and not for evil, to give you a hope in your final outcome. Hallelujah. And verse 12 says, Then you will call on me, and you will... You will call on me, and you will come and pray to me, and I will hear... And heed to you. Amen. So God is saying no more will you question if he's going to hear your request or not. He's saying you will call on me and I will hear you and I will heed to what you. In other words, I'll listen to you and I'll hear you and I'll do what you want me to do for you. Amen. And so God is not running away from anybody. He's sending his Uh, accelerated favor to you along with blessings nothing bad all good because there's no bad in God amen God's not mad at anybody he's not in the um, the business where he wants to disappoint because God can't disappoint but he is blessing his people who are 
hungry for his word and hungry for him. You know, like a deer pant for water, God is saying, I want you to thirst and hunger after me and not after things. You know, things get us in so much trouble. You know, they're, they're necessary for today's living, but they're not, you know, what you need to live by. You understand what I'm saying? Everything in perspective. And God wants us to have everything that we want, but, you know, you can't let the, the, the wants, you know, get confused with the need. That's what I'm trying to say. And so God wants us to expect him to do all things. Amen. We're, you're in the right place at the right time and in the right season. For everybody that's saying, well, why did it take so long? Because you're in the right season now. Amen. I can feel you. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so your final outcome is what you want it to be. Amen. What do you want from God? What, what do you want? The, your expected end actually means it's a cord with an attachment. A cord with an attachment. And this attachment is that he says, I'll bring it to pass. That's your attachment. Amen. Well, I guess that's good news, but nobody's shouting. Amen. So I'm going to shout myself. Amen. Your latter will be greater than the former. And this is your final outcome. So receive it. In other words, it's already done. It's like this. If somebody calls you on the phone and tells you that they have something for you, come and get this box I have for you. You're going to run, run, run towards it. When God says that your final outcome is already planned already declared it's already you know in his will all you have to do is receive it and then we get quiet i don't care amen isaiah 46:10 i guess i have to convince some people isaiah 46 verse 10 And this is God saying, declaring the end from the beginning. Hallelujah. Declaring. You know, that word declares ought to make you shout. Because it means that God's signature is on it. His name is already on it. He's already decreed and declared. Amen. What he's promised you. So he says, he declares the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand. In other words, his word will stand. Amen? Hallelujah. And I will do all my pleasure. He'll do what he says he's going to do. Why? Amen? Because God doesn't change his mind. Because he's already declared it. Amen? Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you something. God's going to do some things that we don't want him to do. Just because at one time you did. Deal with that. Deal with that. Amen. You know why? Because he hears everything. And because he knows what's in our hearts better than we know. He, God knows us better than we know ourselves. He, he made us. Amen. And he also knows what we need. And so God is going to give us 
the desires of our hearts. See, he knows what's on the inside. He can see past the facade. Amen. And so God is going to give us our expected end, and you're going to like it. Amen. And you know, when you get in front of people, but you're going to love it. Because if you didn't, God wouldn't give it to you. He wants to please every creation that he's created. He wants to please us. So we need to be receiving it. We need to be jumping for joy. We need to be highly blessing God and just enjoy. I mean, I was so happy this morning when we had praise and worship that everybody got up and started dancing. Because this, amen, because this is the season to jump and shout and proclaim, amen. God is a good God. Hallelujah. And he doesn't deserve this. But he deserves hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. We love you, Lord. We bless you, Father God. He deserves all that adoration, all the honor, all the glory. Because he loves us so much. And he wants to give us the desires of our heart. He's declared, or whatever he's declared, is coming. Amen. So get your heart right. Amen. Get your heart right and get your thinking right. Because when, when we receive what God has for us, we don't want to mess it up by our wrong thinking. You understand what I'm saying? You want to receive it with gladness. Hallelujah. We want to declare the same end that God is declaring. We want to have the same mindset and the same heart. Amen. So he says that his counsel shall stand forever. And he says, I'll do my purpose and my pleasure. And his purpose and his pleasure is to answer our prayers. His purpose and his pleasure is to bless us. Amen. His purpose and his pleasure is to heal his people. Amen. To bless his people. Hallelujah. And the the Lord says, I have spoken. And I will bring it to pass. He will bring it to pass because he wants to. Do you know God wants to do everything for us? There's nothing that God does not want to do. He wants to give us everything. He loves us that much. But you know what we do? We block him with our attitudes, with our disbelief. Well, if he said he was going to do it, why didn't he do it? Because of that right there. Because of that attitude. Amen. So we need to have an attitude of receiving. Amen. God also says, I purposed it. He's purposed it. And he will do it. And those of you, you know, who receive it, he says, I'm going to, the people that don't want to receive it, he's going to change your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, those of you who have a stiff heart, he says, I'm going to change that heart. Amen. And he says, and you will decree decree and declare and say the same thing I'm saying. Amen. Those of you that were so against receiving what God has, he says, I'm going to decree it. Hallelujah. So God is saying, let's see, did we read verse 7? Isaiah 46, verse 7. Oh, we're in 10. Yeah, like I said. Okay, did we, did we do 11? Oh, boy. Okay. And it's, so anyway, let me read the last part of verse 10. It says, my counsel shall stand. And I read that before, but I need to read that again. Because this is not just something that God has promised. God's already done this. Amen. 
He's already done it. He says, um, and I will do all my pleasure. So in other words, it's his pleasure to bless me and you. Amen. So don't back down. Don't faint. Don't quit. Don't lose hope. And whatever you do, do not turn back or, or bow to the enemy. See, the enemy wants you to not receive from God. The enemy wants you to not want what he has for you. The enemy wants you to be in fear. Amen. But the devil's a liar. Amen. He's a liar. So don't be afraid. He is saying don't fear. Don't be dismayed because I have declared your end. Hallelujah. And your expected end is what you want it to be. Amen. Your expected end is what you've been praying for. Your expected end is what you're expecting, but you're scared to expect it because you think God won't come through for you. But God will come through for you. Amen. So don't retreat. That word retreat means withdraw or pull back. Amen. Don't retire. You know, someone that retires quits working. Amen. So don't retire. Don't pull out or give way. But stand firm until you see the salvation of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Because better is coming. You know, this, this battle has already been won. It's been fought by God, and it's been won by God. All we have to do is not quit, not give up, not lose hope. That's our part. Anybody can do that. A kid will bug a father, bug, Daddy, Daddy, when you told me you was going to get me a bike. They will bug you so bad that you'll go buy one when you never really meant it. Amen. Because they're going to stay on your case until you, they get what they want from you. Amen. So God is, is he's just like that. that. Well, we need to be just like that with Father God. We need to keep on, God, instead of giving up. We should say, God, you promised. Because, see, that's that tenacity that needs to be on the inside of us, that faith and that expectation. See, that's what expectation does for you. We, we talked about expectation yesterday, and that's what expectation does for you to keep you going back to God. But, and, see, I'm, I'm telling you, God probably says, hmm. She didn't come back. She must don't want it so bad, you know. So you keep going back. You keep, and you know what that is? That's a form of humility when you keep going back, when you keep going. You know why it's a form of humility? Because you're expecting him. You're looking unto him. Nobody else can do this but him. Amen? And he wants to give you everything that he has promised. Hallelujah. So God's name his signature is on the promise. Amen. Whatever he said he's going to do, whatever that word says he's going to do, he's going to do. So let's go to Second Chronicle 20. Hallelujah. Second Chronicle 20. Verse 15. I think. Hallelujah. Second Chronicle 20:15. He says, "And he said, hearken all Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you King Josephat. The Lord says this to you. Be not afraid or dismayed at this great multitude, for the battle is not 
yours but God's. Amen. You know, the children of Israel or the Israelites, it was from Genesis to Malachi. It was always, they were running from somebody. (laughs) The, The enemy was always after them. Amen. But God is saying, he was speaking to them. He's saying, look. Don't, he told them that before every enemy, before every battle. He says, don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Because I am here for you. And I will not. And didn't they come through? Every time they came through, they were afraid. They went through the same fear. And, and then the fearful, let the fearful hearted and the faint go home. Most of them went home. Amen. But God never, you know, he never left them. He always came through for them. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't be afraid. Let's do verse 20. Hallelujah. And verse 20 says, And though, and they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah. And you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Amen. This is prophetic. Everybody should be jumping. It says, believe and remain steadfast to his prophets and you shall prosper. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. So if you believe... You know, if you believe the prophets, you receive a prophet's reward. Amen. Hallelujah. And so this is what God wants. He wants people who are hyped up and excited because they're trusting in him. And you know what? He's all we have. But we but you know what? He's all we need. Amen. He is all we need. Amen. You know, God says you're a royal priesthood and a holy nation. Amen. A holy nation. Hallelujah. And so we need to act like it. The, the enemy cannot triumph over royalty. We're royalty. Hello, queen. <laughs> we are royalty. Love you. See, we're royalty. Amen. And we are, uh, you know, a royal he's priesthood and a holy nation. So, see, the devil can't overthrow holiness. Never. Amen. Never. He will never do it. He'll never overthrow holiness. Never. I don't care how much we messed up. God forgives. Amen. Hallelujah. He forgives. You know, and I thought I always compare myself to the prodigal son. I said, well, at least I ain't take my father's money. Then I said, oops, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he took his father's money before. It was his, but you know what I'm saying. He couldn't even wait for the death and the burial. And he squandered it. Amen. But, you know, God still loved him and took him back. Oh, my goodness. Loved him and took him back. And so that's what's so important here, that you don't forget who you are. You're still royalty. And you're still holy. A royal priesthood and a holy nation. And the devil will never overthrow you. Never overthrow you. Amen. It's, it's just some things we just have to know. And if we don't know, we have to keep telling ourselves until we get it. Amen. Hallelujah. So the devil cannot triumph over royalty and holiness. Never. So we don't give up. That's why we don't give up. That's why we don't give in. That's why we don't retreat and pull back. Hallelujah. 
Because you are God's righteousness. Hallelujah. And this is why God has given us accelerated favor. Because we've been found not guilty. (laughs) We've been found innocent. And we've been found, you know, powerful. And we're standing up for God and for righteousness and what God stands for. And so he says, now is the time and the season. See, we're in the right season. Hallelujah. And he says, I'm going to give you favor, that accelerated favor. In other words, favor coming so fast that you it's on your heels, one blessing after another. And so whatever you need, I'm telling you, this is a good time to need from God. This is a good time to need from God. Your, let's see, your giant must come down. Your Goliath has to come down. Amen. He must come down. You know, it's just that he'll do just like Pharaoh. Pharaoh came down. And so will any Goliath in your life. It has to come down. Because you know what? Because you're not made for, you know, we, you know what the devil does? He'll try to say, well, see that happened to so-and-so and happened to so but it won't come nigh me. Amen. Hallelujah. It will not come nigh you. A thousand shall fall at your hand. Ten thousand by your right side. But it shall not come nigh you. Amen. It will not come nigh you. According to Psalm 91. Because my God is not a liar. He tells the truth all the time. He is powerful. And every Goliath in my life shall come down and bow to the name of Jesus. Amen. There is no other name. There is no other name that's greater than Jesus Christ. And he went to that cross. He took 39 stripes so that I could walk in victory. Amen. So I could be healed. Amen. I don't care if you did drugs. Amen. And I'm talking to you in the camera. God still died for you. Jesus died for you. He took 39 stripes so that you can get forgiveness and be free in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I can shout today. Amen. Amen. I can shout. Hallelujah. So favor demands that God be your source. This is the only thing about accelerated favor. You can't look for it. You can't look for favor from anybody else or anything else like your job. Well, I got to go to work. Yeah, but that's not your source. That's not the most important thing in your life. Amen. Because these jobs are here today and gone tomorrow. Amen. So your best girlfriend can't be your source. Your confidant that keep your little secrets can't be your source. Your husband can't be your source. Your wife can't be your source. But God must be your source. Amen. Nobody else. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we have to stop ourselves and say, well, you know what? I'm going overboard. You know, and you have to pull back and, you know, get things in perspective again. And so, you know, God loves us so much. He's a jealous God. You know, if you put other people in, because I've been through that. He'll say, nope. I won't do you like they do. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not your job, not your husband, not your wife, not your friend, not your doctor. Amen. He has already declared, God has already declared your expected end. Hallelujah. He's already declared it. And he says, you're expected in. It's going to be how you want it to be. Amen. I like that. (laughs) So don't withdraw. I don't care what you see. See, this is the thing about uh, 
speaking on things that be not as though they were, we have to understand and remind ourselves that everything that you see, like that chair or our clothes or this runner, whatever, anything that you can see in the natural, it was created out of nothing. It was created out of nothing, amen. The stars, the moon, God said, let there be. It was created out of, out of a word. And so you can create your own future by agreeing with what God is trying to tell us, amen. And see, religion messes up. Religion gets in the way of us receiving what God has because, see, religion is always going to try to figure out what, when, how, and why. You know, like the newspaper people. What, when, how, why, and what's another one I'm missing? But it was five questions. Where? Amen. And, and see, we, tr- we are trying to be that religion will cause us to try to be like the newspaper reporters. Amen. But we're, we don't have to do that. All we have to do is receive it. You don't have to know why, how he's going to do this. We don't, we don't care. Amen. We don't care. I know I don't care. It used to be a time when I cared. I tried to figure all that out. I'm not doing that anymore. I've long since stopped doing that because I see it didn't get me anywhere. Amen. And God says, I'm not going to try to talk to your religious brain. I'm not going to try to explain, explain to you what I'm doing. Because if, if I told you, you would find something wrong with that. Amen. Because it's too, you can't receive it. You can't receive it. Amen. Carnal mind does not understand these things that God, we would probably, you know, have find some fault with it. Amen. Hallelujah. But God says accelerated favor coming your way. Amen. I like it. It's, it's hastening to come forth and perform every jot and tittle of what God's already promised. What God stamped. He's already stamped our blessing, our healing, our spouse, everything. And he stamped it already with his approval. Amen. Hallelujah. All we have to do is receive it. And I liked how yesterday um, we talked about, was that Daniel or who, who knew that that atmosphere had to be charged, the right atmosphere? David. He, he knew, you know, he had to get away from certain people and keep his atmosphere right so his thinking would stay right. So his expectation wouldn't be tampered with. Amen. So stay away from negativity. Stay away from negative people. Amen. If they don't agree with you, don't tell them. Just stay with God. He'll, he'll perform it anyway. And I tell you, he'll do it just to show people those negative people. See, he, he'll show them. Amen. And so you go for what God has already promised. Just like this, go with what you know. Hallelujah. Let's go to Proverbs 24. Proverbs 24. Hallelujah. Proverbs 24. Amen. It's not our job to approve of what God's doing. Amen. Because he's already declared it. (laughs) In other words, it's like this. It's like God going to stop doing something because we don't like it. You know. He's not going to stop. Amen. 
And I'm telling you, when I realized that God would not plan anything bad for me, I said, I don't care what he has for me, I'm approving it. I'm a, uh, I approve of this message right now. You know, I'm approving it. <laughs> I approve of this message. I approve whatever he has for me. I'm approving it. I'm sticking with it. Well, see, I don't like those skinny men. Honey, you, you need to take anything God give you. Amen. Don't let me go there. I have to check myself. <laughs> Amen. Because God is our hope. So if, when you're dealing with God's um, favor, he has to be your only source. If I could get that over to you, he must be your only source. In other words, no plan B, no plan C, no plan C like Abraham and Sarah. They had a plan B that failed, but I thank God they were smart enough to go back to his plan. Amen? Amen. So we want to stick with his plan and not our own. Amen. So don't faint in the day of adversity. Because if you faint, then your, your strength was small anyway. Amen. Getting quiet in this Presbyterian church. <laughs> Proverbs 24, verse 10. And it says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Amen. The, what is the, that other one say? Do you have your amplified ha- handy, uh, Miss Avis? <clears throat> it says the same thing? Okay, I thought, I, oh, you know what, the message. I'm, I'm starting to like the message translation. Let me go there. Let's see if I can pull that up. I don't know why it takes so long, but it's not me. It's the gadget. Proverbs 24, verse 10 in the message translation. Hmm. For some reason it doesn't have it. I mean, I probably went to the wrong one. Okay. It says, if you fall to pieces in crisis... There wasn't much to you in the first place. <laughs> I like that. See, that's why I like that. Don't fall to pieces. I like that. See, that's why I like going there. Because it's just going to tell you off. And we need it. Amen. Amen. So rise up. Rise up in strength. Amen. If you don't rise up and stand, your faith is small. Your strength is small. So rise up. Amen. Rise up, church, and be strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. And in the power of his might or his strength. So in other words, you're not in your own strength. You're in his strength. Amen. You're in his strength. Praise God. So you're in your father's strength, not your own strength. Amen. So if your faith is small, that means you're not walking in his strength. You're trying to walk in your own strength. Don't walk in, your, walk in God's strength. Amen. And the Lord, hallelujah, power of his might. Amen. He is so strong. And we need everything that he has for us. Amen. No matter what you're faced with, God has gone before you. Think about that. Amen. 
And you know what? God has prevailing power. He's already prevailed over your Goliath. Because he has prevailing power. Amen. But see, you got to get from point A to point B. And the way you get there is to obey God. Stay close to him. Amen. And he will surely come through for you. There's no such thing as he didn't come through for you. He must. He has to. He has to. Because he must and he will. Because he's got to. Amen. There's no such thing as God. I miss God. No. You didn't miss him. You know. Amos 9.13. You got to find him. Go back where you last knew him. Amen. Go back to your last blessing. And then work from there. Amen. So your expected end is what you want it to be. And God has already declared your final outcome. Amen. Let's go to John 16.33. John 16:33 Let's do it in the King James first. It says these things I have spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace in the world ye have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So it's like this. If, God, if Jesus overcame the world, then what, what are you fearing? Amen. Amen. The message translation says this. This is 31 through 33, so I'll do the, the bottom. It says, but I'm not abandoned. It says, the Father is with me. I've told you all this so that trusting so that trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured, deeply at peace. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties. But take heart. I have conquered the world. Amen. Hallelujah. In other words, God is saying to us, Lo, I am with you unto the ends of the earth. So try trusting me. Amen. And you will become immovable, unshakable, and assured deep and perfect peace. Hallelujah. Praise God. So in this godless world, you will experience some difficulties, but take heart because God's conquered every mountain that you're trying to cross. God's already been. He went there before you. And said, peace be still. Amen. He's already spoken to the, every, the winds, the waves in, in your life. Every storm in your life. And, and anything that you feel like God's forgotten, he's a fixer. He'll fix it. Amen. This is what he does. And he's good at it. Better than man. Hallelujah. He's a fixer. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, you know, you're expected in that cord. With an attachment. is a safety net. It's deliverance, victory, and exceedingly, and exceeding expectation. That's your expected in because that's your cord. You know, it's, that word expected in means cord with a, what was it? With an attachment. Oh, y'all, you all were listening. Okay. All right. 
And that attachment is all the things that you need. Amen. Peace. Amen. Stability. Strength. So don't worry if you don't feel strong. Amen. God's attached that to your expected end. He's attached it to you. Amen. Hallelujah. And at some point, you'll get up and start walking in it. And sooner than later. Amen. Because God is accelerating everything. And he's, he's accelerated even time. So God really doesn't have time for us to make up our minds if we're going to believe him or not. Him or not. Amen. So he's even accelerating that. Hopefully, he's accelerating our thinking. And everything else about us, because we need it. Amen. Hallelujah. Joseph prospered in the house of Pharaoh. You know, the Bible says he had a prosperous soul. And he prospered when he was in the pit, when he was in jail. How do you prosper in jail? You know, it's like this. It has Something has to be on the inside of you. It can't all be on the, in the, on the exterior. But something was on the inside of Joseph. See, he never lost hope. He didn't retreat. Amen. He never lost hope in God. He had a prosperous soul. Amen. He had something on the inside of him, that spirit of might and power that wanted God, wanted more of him. Look, we can't, amen, we can't win this thing wanting and desiring the world, wanting what everybody else has, and trying to compete and and being nasty. And you you don't get nowhere like that. You just won't. Amen. God bless those who want to be blessed. Amen. He bless those that you know are attentive to his word his word and attentive to his lifestyle of living. You just can't live any kind of way and expect God to come through for you. And I'm telling you those people in the world's not coming through for you either like you think. See, we try to prove especially young people try to impress people and try to please the world. That's the same world that's coming for you. Amen. That's all I'm going to say. Proverbs 24:5. Let's go back up to 5. It's best to stay on God's turf. Let's go back to Proverbs 24. Stay on God's turf because the the world is mean. Stay on God's turf because when you you go out there, you'll see how mean the world can be. The world doesn't like anything that belongs to God because it's jealous of God. Amen. Very jealous of God. And God's a jealous God. He don't want you fooling around with any, just anybody. Right. Amen. Amen. Yeah. He wants you to stay truthful to him. Yeah. Let's try to get this in the Amplified. Proverbs 30. I'm sorry. Proverbs 24, 5. And it says, A wise man is strong and is better than a strong man. Are y'all here today? You know who the strong man is. A wise man is stronger than a strong man. You can be strong, but to be wise is better. Amen. To have something up here working is better than natural strength. Hallelujah. And a man of knowledge increases and strengthens his power. Hallelujah. And so we want to be that wise man, that strong person. Amen. A man whose knowledge has increased because when your knowledge increases, your strength increases. Amen. Hallelujah. All giants will fall. Hallelujah. No matter what giant you're facing, 
They come in all forms, shapes, and sizes. Your giant can be somebody in your household. Amen. Can be a spouse. It could be your job or your supervisor. Amen. But giants come in all forms. Amen. Whatever it is, your rebellious children can be a giant. Mental anguish can be a giant. Poor finances can be a giant. Divorce, separation, whatever the giant is in your life may be, God has already declared your final income. And he says victory and he says deliverance. He says healing, and he says blessings. Amen? Hallelujah. The bigger the giant, the harder he falls. Amen? The bigger they are, the harder they fall. Hallelujah? Amen? The, the meaner they are, the more they humble themselves. Because doubters always give the most. <laughs> Amen? Hallelujah. Let's te- talk a little bit more about David. Amen? David... Faced Goliath, as you know. Amen. So Goliath was a champion of the Philistines. He was the best they had, about 10 feet tall. Amen. He wore, he had brass everywhere, had a brass, uh, what's that thing? Um, Sword across his chest. Amen. And he had a brass helmet on his head. He looked scary. He was scary, 10 feet tall. But you know what? When David went to take his brother uh, some food or whatever, because he had been tending sheep. See, don't ever despise your small beginnings. Amen. Don't ever despise your small beginnings. Well, all I do is tend sheep. Well, all I do is clean the bathrooms. That's a blessing. That gets the best blessing. That's what I used to do, and I still do it. That brings you the most. Amen. But see, your carnal mind is going to tell you you're too good to do that. Amen. But don't ever despise where you come from. Don't ever despise your assignment. Because when God gives assignments, he, he's handpicked that assignment for you. That assignment will cause you to grow, to mature, and to be blessed. Amen. It will bring the most out of you. I've seen people who wash dishes and, and did the worst jobs be preachers. I'm one of them. Amen. And so don't ever despise whatever job God gives you, but do it proud and do it like you would do it at home or better, better than what you would do at home. I, I had to think twice. But he had, he had a bronze, <laughs> bronze jav, javelin. That thing was a javelin across his shoulders. And even King Saul was afraid of this thing. Amen. He was afraid of him. So when David comes along and goes to bring food to some of the... Uh, men in the army because his, his three brothers, I think it was three, was in the army. And he sees them, he overhears them talking. They're talking about this big Goliath. You know, what are we going to do with him? And, you know, and Goliath was shooting his mouth off and he says, I, I, I'll do something. He says, give you money or whoever, whatever man you send my way, I'll kill him. And so he was threatening King and and so David comes up, and that's when he said, who's this uncircumcised Philistine that defies the army? Amen, <laughs> like, of the Lord. You know, who is this man? And so they was talking about him, and, and Goliath said, I mean, uh, David says, well, I want to see him. And when he said, he said, I can take him down. Amen. Amen. So it doesn't matter how, how big your Goliath is. 
how much power he thinks he has in your life. Amen. But you can take him down just like David did. So let's go to 1 Samuel right quick. 17. 1 Samuel 17. He wanted to know who this man was. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, wherever God has you or have had you, or wherever he has you, that's your training ground. I don't care how menial the job is. If that's where God puts you, that's the only place you're going to learn warfare. Amen. David learned warfare, taking care of sheep. Amen. And, and doing errands because he was the youngest brother. And he did errands, but who slayed Goliath? He did. The youngest brother, the shortest brother, the one that nobody thought he could amount to anything. But he slayed Goliath. Amen. So let's go to First Samuel 7. Let's go to verse 26. 17 verse 26. It says, Then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach of Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the Lord? David saying, well, what do I get if I do this? What's the prize? Amen. He's looking at it just like a prize. You know, no big deal. (laughs) Hallelujah. At verse 27, and the people answered him in this manner, saying, So shall it be done for the man who kills him. Now Eliab, the oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger was aroused against David, and he said, Why did you come down here? And with whom have you left your few sheep? In the wilderness. Are y'all picking up on this? It's like you can't even take care of a few sheep. You left a few sheep. And what are you doing down here? Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) You'll get it later. Amen. (laughs) Where am I at? It says, I know your pride and the isolence of your heart. For you have come down to see the battle. In other words, he's saying, I know you're scared. And I know you can't fight. We know you're little. And we know you're a sheep taker care person or a sheep herder. Amen. He says, so you must have come to watch the fight. See, Eliab was scared they was going to send him. That, that's why he was, you know, all this talk. Then David, 32, am I there? 31? Oh, 29. And then David said, what have I done now? Is there no cause? Is there not a cause? Then he turned from him uh, toward another and said the same thing. And these people answered him as the first one did. Now, when the words which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul, and he sent for him. Here goes some more negativity. Verse 32, then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail. Are y'all here? Let no man's heart fail. 
because of him, your Goliath. Let not your heart fail. Are y'all listening? Because of your Goliath. Amen. <laughs> Let no man's heart fail <laughs> because of your Goliath. Hallelujah. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. In other words, I'll go, send me. This is what he's saying. Verse 33, and Saul said to David, you are not able. Remember they, that Caleb and Joshua was told the same thing. They're like grass, we're like grasshoppers. We're not able to take them. Here's that same negativity with the Israelites. You're not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For you are a youth. And he a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion, listen to this, and when a lion and a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went after it and stuck it, <laughs> struck it, and delivered the lamb from his mouth. And, amen. And when it arose against me, I caught it by, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. 36, your servant has killed both a lion and a bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. See, you got to prophesy to your Goliath. Amen. Hallelujah. I like how he talks. It says, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. In other words, he's saying, look, this man needs to be punished. Amen. Because we're the army of the living God. We're not just some man's army, but we're the army of the living God. Amen. Hallelujah. Moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hands of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go. And the Lord, <laughs> and the Lord be with you. <laughs> so David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk, for he was not testing them. Tested, he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, "I cannot walk with these." In other words, you know, the king gave him all of this armor. Gave him all this stuff to fight with. He says, I can't walk in this stuff. You know, it's, it's weighing me down. Amen. He didn't want this stuff. He didn't want all of this armor. Amen. But anyway, I cannot walk with these, for I have a, not tested them. So David took them off. And then he took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones. Now, these are his weapons. Five smooth stones from the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag in a pouch which he had and his sling was in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine hallelujah so let's go down to verse 50 if we can for time's sake it says so David prevailed over this Philistine with a sling and a stone, and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in his hand. Hallelujah. Amen. So, you know, I think this is what God is showing us. Carnal weapons don't work. Amen. A, a carnal mindset don't work. 
you got to be like Christ. See, we're made in his image and everything that Jesus possessed, we have. We've been given power and authority and dominion over Goliath. Amen. And all we need is a word from God. One word, one instruction from God to tell us what we need to do to slay our Goliath. Amen. He must come down. Goliath has to let you go. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't use, amen, don't use untested weapons. Did you see David said, I haven't tested them yet. He didn't know how they worked, amen. He says, no, this, this doesn't feel comfortable to me. So always go to God on how to, you know, bring something to pass and not retaliate when, when you know, something comes against you. But go to God to get a plan, Amen. Because he always already has a purpose and a plan for us. Amen. But they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Don't forget the things that you've learned. You know, you got to go with what you know, not how you feel. Amen. Go by what you know. And the word of their testimony tells me to prophesy my future. Prophesy, I am healed in Jesus' name. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I can do all things who, through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. And so prophesy what God has spoken to you. Amen. About your situation. Because your Goliath will come down. Amen. But don't retreat. Amen. David didn't fall back. He, he, he didn't retreat. But the Bible says he ran towards Goliath, amen, in anticipation to take off his head, amen, hallelujah. And so we have to be like that over anything in this world. Carnal weapons don't work because they have no might and power. But God says the spirit of might and power will break down strongholds, amen. And we have to not have a carnal mindset. Get rid of your carnality. You know, carnality doesn't do anything for anybody, amen. Amen. Most people try to hold on to carnality because they think it makes them look good. Amen. But, it, you know, it doesn't. It's not spiritual. It's not cool. And it has no power. Amen. So go with what you know. Hallelujah. Your expected end is already planned. It's already established. Amen. And God says that you will walk in it if you don't faint. That's your only thing. Don't faint. Amen. Stand. Your final outcome is victory. Amen. Why don't we stop? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Father. And we bless you, Lord. We thank you for your word of encouragement. We thank you, Father, that we will... Not put away our expectation, Lord, but we will expect you to come through for us because it is already written, Lord God. You said, God, you said, you said that you would heal me. You said that you would deliver me. You said that you would set me free. You said that you would restore the years that the canker worm and the palmer worm and, the, and the, all of the other the caterpillar has stolen. You said you would do it, Lord. And so we're beckoning for you. We're, we're asking you and assisting you in the arrival of our miracle. Amen. Because we know that nothing else can help us. Only you, Father. You're all we need. You're our source. Hallelujah. You're all we need. 
Hallelujah. You are all we need. We don't need any other thing. Only you, God, because you are our source. And we thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Such a good God. Woo! God is good all the time. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. If there's anybody that needs prayer, I'll pray for you before we go. Amen. Hallelujah. And don't forget, expectation is so important. Amen. Expect God to come through for you. Expect Him to come through for you. Amen. Expect Him. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah.